We all know that in order to retire at some point, we need to save money. Putting money aside now for use in the future just makes a whole lot of sense. However, not everyone has money available to set aside right now. Additionally, it can be very discouraging when a calculation is run and you see how far away you are from what you should be saving and what you actually are saving. In today's show, we will discuss a strategy that may help those of you who are feeling hopeless about saving for your future. What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. I'm Dan Wendell, owner of Dolphin Financial Group. Alongside me today is Tony Shore. Tony, we're going to talk about saving for the future and what to do if you're trying to save for the future, but you just don't have the money to do so. So I think you're going to be able to relate really well to this, aren't you? Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I already relate to it, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, I work in radio, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> I do. I have three and you have three yeah. kids. So yeah, that, co- that co-host <laughs> salary just isn't cutting it. Uh, with three children to raise. So, uh, no. Are we going down this path right now? Are we, do we <laughs> no, really want to go no, down we, this? <laughs> no, we don't. We don't, but it is a, is a, it is an important topic. It sounds good. So far, so good. Uh, I've been good, by the way. Have you been busy, Dan? Yes, yes. It's getting busy, which is good, and um, the kids are right back in the swing of things, so they there goes my weekends, swimming, soccer, everything. And school's in full session, so, I mean, I'm right back to where I was before all the COVID happened, basically. <clears throat> I will say this, though, Tony, not not all my clients want to meet in person. And at first I thought it was me, but then I found out about this whole pandemic thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not me. It's not you, Dan. I, <laughs> I tried to convince you. you it was you. <laughs> but you figured it's it out. It's not me. You figured it out. It's not you, Tony. It's the COVID. It's the COVID. <laughs> that, that's going to be the new yeah. line. It's not you. It's the COVID. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so, I like it. So I wanted to talk about traditional savings, savings for the future. And I say retirement because you know I always talk about retirement. Well, sure. But we could be talking about saving for college, a new house, saving for whatever, a new record. Yeah. LP that you're excited about. So traditionally people save and what do you normally do? You you just put money aside. Well, most people don't put anything aside, right? Right. Most people, but for those that are saving, let's imagine you have, uh, you have a need to say, all right, I need $50,000 in 10 years. As an example, I need 50,000 in 10 years to do whatever I want to do with it. And, the first, the, to even get to that point is a, is a huge step because most people don't even know what they need in the future. That's when it comes to retirement planning, what do you need? We've done shows on that. You know, do you need a million dollars, 5 million? Do you need, you know, people just don't know what they need in the future. So getting to that point is really step one. But let's imagine you decided I need $50,000 in 10 years. 
So most people, and traditionally, and the easy thing to do is just say, okay, I need 50,000 in 10 years. I'm just going to say 5,000 a year, right? Five times 10 right. is 50. I was told there would I be noted, no math. I know. That's why I answered <laughs> it for you. I, 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 I was, it was, I asked it and then I realized that I was asking, oh, Tony's, no. got, Tony's got no chance I on this I had it. Come on. <laughs> so 50,000, if you need 50,000, you save 5,000 a year for 10 years. But that's not, that's not right. No. That, that math doesn't work. What about growth? Right. We, we're not just going to, unless you're putting it under the mattress, which you might do. That's the only way that that makes sense. Hopefully you're putting it in something like a 401k or an IRA or some investment that has some growth opportunity, right? Right, right. So we have to factor that in because compounding is big. But we also have to factor in inflation. Uh, On the negative side, now you're going to factor in the negatives too. You had to ruin ruin it. Here I thought I was going to have enough money because I had the growth, but now. Right. Right, the silent killer, inflation. Inflation, the silent killer. We did a show called that, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, (laughs) come to think of it. So, so did we have creepy music in it? We should have made it a horror. Inflation. I think we may have. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think. Anyway, so you have to factor in inflation. So hopefully, your growth rate's higher than inflation. So you do have some growth, right? But sometimes, you know, you might put your money in a CD. And that, that might just keep up with inflation. So, but anyway, I want to talk specifically about a strategy that people use. Um, but looking at coming up with a goal, say 50,000 in 10 years, um, hopefully when you created that goal, you factored in inflation. You might have said, all right, Tony, here's a good example. Um, I need 30,000 a year in 10 years to pay for my kid's college. And you'll laugh and say thirty thousand a year. What are you homeschooling them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. So what you've just done is, is you've factored in the inflation cost for college education, and said, yeah, thirty thousand a year maybe today, but that ten years from now it's going to be fifty thousand because of college cost inflation. Yeah, thirty thousand so, dollars a year. That's going to cover the pizza budget for your student for the first right. year. Exactly. Pizza and beer. But you, but you, if you look at it and say, let's go back and say, all right, 50,000 is what we need. A good way to see the power of inflation is to imagine or, or in the power of compounding interest is to imagine that your goal of 50,000 a year is great, but someone comes along and gives you 10,000 to start said, Hey, Tony, I know you want 50,000 in 10 years to help you with that. Here's $10,000 to start. Now, now are you going to need 5,000 a year for only nine years or eight years? Because you only need 40,000 now. Hmm. But let's just imagine that that $10,000 you start with, you put into an investment that gives you 5% interest. Compounding the $10,000 today is worth about almost 13,000 in 10 years. Right. At five percent interest. So there's another three down. Right. So now you only need thirty. Now you need less than eight months. Right. Or eight years. Eight years. I mean, eight years of five thousand. Yep. Right. So, 
right away, it's like, wow, now I only need 37,000 mm-hmm. to save. And I'm not going to need all 37 because I'm going to get interest on the early years. So this, this, illust- this illustrates the power of early saving. So if you're thinking about retiring, the earlier you save, the better you are because of compounding interest. It also shows the advantage of a down payment on a house, right? right. Because it works against yeah. you, right? You pay interest on everything, the loan, the in- you pay interest on the principal. If you come with more money in the front, over the life of the loan, you're going to pay less in interest just because you're bringing money up front. It also shows the importance of growth. You know, putting getting 10000 now, you're not just going to put it on your pillow. You're going to invest it because you have 10 years. So why not take some investment? You don't want to just keep it under the pillow because you're not going to gain anything on it. So what I'm showing is when you're saving for something, you've got to factor in inflation, but you also have to factor in compounding. And it all comes down to, hey, start early. But that's not what this show is about, is it? I said there's, this is for the people that don't have the money. What if you don't have the 10000 to start? Now you're back to paying 5000 a year plus or minus the interest you get. So what if you don't have the money up front? What if I said, Tony, all right, let's do 50,000, you need 5,000 a year. And you said, Dan, I only have 3,000 this year. Then what happens? Well, yeah, there you go. (laughs) What does happen? You don't have enough. You panic. Yeah. You give up. You lose hope. No, we don't. You you become despondent. No, I, I, I call up Dan Wendell. My trusted financial and advisor and say, Dan, what I do I do? I'm not giving you money. I'm, no, I'm not giving you money. Oh. Well, you can. I'm not loaning you the money. But you can give me an advice to keep me out of that situation, right? I, well, Hopefully. I could say go make more money. Go dig some ditches, Tony. <laughs> you got. <laughs> I got some ditches. You got to get dug. You want? You want? I'll pay you. No, you're right. Um, you call me because I'll give you an idea, and that's what this show is about. I want to throw this idea at you. Um, By the way, if you're saving for the short term, you don't really have to worry too much about interest. You know, I I get this a lot. People say, "Uh, I'm going to retire in three years. I'm going to need X dollars when I retire. Here's what I have now. I'm not putting that in aggressive growth. I'm going to go into something very, very risk averse, something that you can't lose money on. Because the last thing you want to do is say, I need the money in three years buy a stock in uh, stocks and then it goes down 20%. And then you're like, well, that's great. That, that, that's, that doesn't help me. Right. So you have to time when you need the money with what you're investing in. But all right. So back to you, Tony, you want, you want to save 5,000 a year, but you don't have it. Right. What do I do? So you, so let's say you have 4,000 that you Mm want to save. What you could do is, Come up with a new strategy of saving called serial payments. Serial payments. So I know my wife and I have big discussions on where we can find cereal the cheapest. And I know cereal has went up quite a bit. It's costly <laughs> per box uh, for the name brands. But uh, is that what you're talking about? Save, yeah, save. that's exactly so what you're I'm gonna, about. So the answer is to come up with the extra money is save money by not buying cereal or buying cheaper cereal. What do you mean? You buy the cereal in the bag. You know how they have that <laughs> instead of the box? It's never, I don't care what the, mom says, it doesn't taste the same. 
It's not as good. <laughs> the cereal out of the bags is not as good. Uh, the generic brands are not as good. I love cereal this time of year, though. You know why? Because at least up here, I don't I don't know about where you're you're at, but during October, September, and October, they bring out the Halloween cereals. They bring back Booberry, Frankenberry, and Count Chocula. There's no way. There's no way that those still exist. They Frankenberry still yep, exists. Yep, but it's seasonal. They only bring it out. It just started. Uh, I saw it in the store last week. Here. <laughs> See what was the name of that um, in the Twin Cities? That big plant that makes the cereal. Uh, General that, Mills. That, is it General Mills? Yeah. That big tower, and it, you could just smell the yep. cereal being made. Yep. <clears throat> <laughs> no, Tony um, and listeners, we're not talking about cereal with with that you eat. <laughs> oh, we're talking about okay. cereal. S e r i a l, like the cereal killer. Oh. <laughs> that sounds worse. I'd rather talk about breakfast cereal. <laughs> Uh, I didn't mean to get okay. us off on a tangent, but remember Booberry and Frankenberry? I mean, come of on. Of course I it's do. delicious. Just 100% sugar. Good for the kids. I grew up in the 70s. I know that's All the problems we're having today caused by sugar and ser- sugar cereals. Totally. Yeah. That's you it. and I you ain't too much that. as kids, I think. Uh, no, I think it was a lead paint in your house. But, no, or the right. asbestos so, ceiling in your house. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about cereal payments. It's very simple. Um, someone says to me, I need to save, if I come back to you and say, Tony, you need to save 5,000 a uh, year. And you say, Dan, I only have four. That's usually where the conversation yeah. ends. The financial 5,000 a month. Right, I only have 4,000 a month. Yeah. Right. Go find some more or money. A year, a year money. I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Re- regardless of what it is, yeah. you never have enough. Right. right. The calculation says if you don't save this much, you're never going to get. So there. how does cereal, the cereal plan work? Well, you could you could you could raise the rate you think you're gonna get, and then you could stick with your four thousand, and then you'll say, yeah, you could pay four thousand. You just need to get fifteen percent interest, which is not realistic. But a more realistic solution is to come up with serial payments, which are basically a fancy term for just coming up with a schedule payment that you increase over time. So you'll I'll say to you, Tony, okay, four thousand a, uh, a year is all you have this first year. We can do it. We could still get to your goal. But what we're going to do is we're going to increase your payment next year or next month. Uh, the next payment is going to increase, and it's going to increase based on a, a rate that makes the So if I can work. only afford $3,000 this year, next year I might have to pitch in... 3500 Yeah, or $4,000. Right, and then you work your way up, okay. and you'll have an escalating payment or a savings rate, which... Usually you tie it to inflation, but maybe, um, maybe you, you just, um, come up with what works for you based on your income growth. Maybe you're getting a raise. Maybe you make some changes to your lifestyle that decrease your expenses. So you have more and you work toward it. You don't just throw in the towel. You say, wait a sec, I can use math to my advantage and I can have an escalating payment schedule over time. <clears throat> In reality, this is what happens to a lot of people that are saving for retirement. They don't have the money during their younger years. Or if they do, they're spending it on things not related to retirement. Or they're, maybe they're saving for a house or to have a, kids or a car. So it's, it's more realistic. Having an, um, 
a real life savings plan is a lot better than saying, I'm just going to save $500 a month or 5,000 a year or whatever it might be. As people get older, they have more earning power and then they can make a plan that's more palatable to them. Because the worst thing you want to do, Tony, is say, I need to save 5,000 a month. And then you do it. You, you, you take on credit card debt to pay for other things because you put 5,000 away and you know, that doesn't help you at all in the long run. Yes, you're, you're staying on the schedule that you think is best, but you're really hurting yourself financially. You're robbing Peter to pay Paul. So if you have a more realistic time frame and you have a series of scheduled payments that are ever increasing, or maybe not ever increasing, that have an increasing scale over time, that's a much more palatable solution. Yeah, good point. I, I can see that. <laughs> So that that's called what is that called serial serial payments, payments. serial payments. And, and a lot of times it's it's you know used to pay off a loan or to save money and instead of having a straight same amount every year every month you change it you have it in adjust to increase with inflation or you have it adjust to increase with your earning power it's a much more realistic or palatable savings style than just a straight flat dollar amount per month. Well, it's like at this point, Dan, my wife and I, when we get our raise each year, we try to just put that amount into our retirement savings. You are making serial payments and live live off what we were making. So in other words, the rate, we never see a raise in our take home because that money's going right into a retirement account. Is, is that a good idea? That's a great idea. Um, you don't fall victim to lifestyle creep, which is, again, we're not talk- you're not like a creep. You know, I'm not calling you creepy. Although you, you <laughs> might, you know, it might be getting closer to Halloween. Sure. But you don't fall victim to just keeping up with the Joneses and spending money as you make it. You're actually saving it, and it's a lot easier. And a lot of people are doing serial payments by having uh, a percentage of their salary. As their salary goes up, their 401k right. goes up because we're they're adding more. Yeah. But for people that don't have that or are trying to save on their own, you could still do this. They just don't think of it. They they say, oh, I got to save this much. And they get despair and despondent. And they say, I can't do it. Try a serial payment. Run the math. Have your financial advisor actually go through and say, here's what an increasing payment schedule would look like to get you to that same goal. And that might be much more manageable for you. And then you'll be more inclined to do yeah. it. Good, good point. No. Good show. Good topic for today, Dan. That's interesting. Yeah, serial payments. Uh, I'd never heard that term before, but uh, basically, uh, yeah, anyone can do it. You don't even have to do it uh, with your 401k and your you know pay increase each year at, at an employer, although that's basically a serial payment then as well. Right, if you're getting an increasing salary. Right. Now, there's one quick, uh, I, I want to reiterate, there's downside. You're losing the compounding power of starting early and you're actually putting more money away and getting less interest over time because you're back-end loading the payments as opposed to front-end yeah, loading. which would be better. So, if, but, more upfront, the earlier you get the money in, the better. Right, right. but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Sometimes life just doesn't work that way. You don't have the money right now. So this is, this is why. So the, just to wrap it up, Tony, big thing, don't panic, don't despair. Run the numbers. Have your advisor run a serial payment plan as opposed to some random number that doesn't work for you. And you know, the world of saving isn't perfect. It's, you know, nuanced and your plan should be the same. 
Your savings plan should be nuanced as well to match your lifestyle. Yes, exactly. Wow. Good advice. Great show. I I love this topic today. Very applicable and helpful. Uh, Dan, is there anything else you want to add before we go today? I'm flabbergasted that Booberry's back. And um, thank you for sharing that with me, Tony. (laughs) See, it's a give-take relationship here. You give me words of wisdom and I give you words of wisdom. So listeners, if you're interested in finding out, I'll tell you what, if, if, if a listener is able to tell me if there's booberry in a Publix, because that's where we go shopping, right. let me know where it's at because I'm going to try it. I will say this though, I probably will taste it and say, how is this something I ever <laughs> ate? My kids will love it. But they'll be like, man, it'll be so sweet. My taste buds have changed over yeah, the years. Yeah, Frankenberry's not bad either. Now, that may be, uh, it may not be available in Florida because General Mills makes it and they are a Minnesota uh, company. So it, it may be. But General Mills, you know, they make, I think one of their brands is Cheerios. And so they make cereal that you can get there. So we'll see. Yeah, that's a. Maybe they just don't want to get in trouble sending that stuff across <laughs> state lines. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They get the feds involved. Yeah, in that. that's true. That's what your boys need more of is uh, some sugar cereal. <laughs> on that note, you, we're moving I'll send on. You guys, I'll send your boys a couple boxes just to get them going. Oh, great. Oh, Uncle Tony, <laughs> you're the best. Aren't I? Uh, all right. Well, hey, a great show today. What's the phone number where our listeners can get a hold of you? Easiest way is the 888-508-5935 number. Or just go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. We have a web uh, connect form, so you can just fill out a quick form and say, hey, here's who I am. Can someone give me a call or send me an email? That's dolphinfinancialgroup.com. All right. Thanks, Tony, for a great show. And uh, start thinking about saving some cereal payments. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundo or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.